Welcome back to Look Who's Talking. Hail Murray, full of grace, the picks are with me. We're 40 and 20, and I'm picking the Pats again, and you should come with me. Here we go. Freestyle. Rock the microphone. Straight from the top of my dome. Welcome back to Look Who's Talking, episode 85 of your favorite NFL podcast. We give away free picks every week, and they've been red hot. Brought to you by Huck Media. Go to huckmedia.ca for any and all media needs, drone flying, video making, anything at all. Huck Media and his wonderful people. And Leslie, uh, we'll always have your back. Thanks to everyone who's listening all over the world. Ni hao, priviet, hola, bonjour, ciao, bonagum, hello, and... Marhaban. Yeah, that's Arabic. You're always learning stuff on this show, including uh, how to win some money on NFL football. That's what we do. That's what we love. We give you six picks every week. And they're 40 and 20. This week on Hupix, and uh, we're pretty fired up about it. We got a Team LTD contest for our all of our Look Who's Talkers. Uh, yeah, we got uh, some really great handicappers listening to this show, so big up to all you guys. And please remember uh, to rate, review, subscribe, leave a comment, uh, and remember to download the episode. That really helps, whether you're on Spotify, Apple iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or Lambo. And yes, Bowie, I made up Lambo, but it's just fun to say. Mike? Happy to be here on the east side. That's right. Riverside Studios. That's where you say Lambo. That's okay. <laughs> no, I'm not into this whole fake Lambo. You know, I have a hard time with the real ones. <laughs> yeah, I struggle with the fake ones you put out there, Hugh. Anyway, you're right. But well, to, we are Riverside Studios here on the east side of Toronto. The, the east side, a.k.a. the old side. Uh, handsome Digs, Huck Media. Woo! Yeah. Anyway, we're going to break down just a couple of things that happened on the weekend, including last night's Monday Night Football game where the Bears got destroyed, uh, minus that Cordell Patterson. Uh, Cordell Patterson? Cordell Patterson. Cordell Patterson, also, kickoff return touchdown. He is their starting fullback who's a Pro Bowl kickoff They should returner. put him in a quarterback. They are, they're a joke of an NFL team. We'll get to that a bit later. The ultimate flex. Uh yeah, I got a couple of things to say about uh, just, you know, we've been on the show. We've been doing the show so long. Can actually just wrap up this opinion I had two and a half years ago when they traded for Khalil Mack. Whole bunch of first round picks. I know we've done this before, but it's officially over. Okay. They are the old Raiders. They're the Raiders without Carr when he got hurt and they just had Khalil Mack and they won about six or seven games. They weren't dangerous to anybody, but they had one of the best defensive players in the league. And John Gruden got in there, and he's watching offenses just take over this league. In the last 10 years, they've changed the rules on pass interference, on a whole bunch of, you know, quarterback hits and all this stuff. The game's changed. And he's like, you know what? I don't need the best defensive player in the league anymore, especially, especially if I can get a couple of first-round picks for him and not pay him $95 million guaranteed. Well, there you go, Bears. You got Khalil Mack, and you're the old Raiders. So, flashback, Kipling Studios, season two. Yeah. Wrapping it up. Putting your fist and uh, your watermark on it. Yeah. That you were on the right side. Of a trade that everybody was against Gruden on. And I defended him right yeah. away. There was a lot of heat. Now, I'm People wrong thought. about some stuff all the time. Right about some stuff all the time. This one, was bang on with. Khalil Mack had no chance of winning that game last night. He tried. He had a pick. You know, he played great. It doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter anymore. It's an offensive league. You're going to win a couple games on defense, sure. But uh, the league's changed. So watch out 
trading multiple first-round picks and signing quarterback money to a defensive player anymore. Jalen Ramsey, okay. He at least takes away their best player. But uh, the Bears were a joke last night. Uh, Trubisky's hurt from the one Wildcat play they ran a couple weeks ago. He can't even go in because they definitely would have put him in. Nick was done. How about Nick being, Big Dick Nick being 30 seconds away from the bye week, probably getting benched and like just kind of floating into Bears backup obscurity. Uh, And then he just gets body slammed. Might have a popped out hip or rib. Who knows? He's Nick Foles. He's never lasted a full season. He spared himself the uh, embarrassment of the cut slash demotion slash uh, you're finished. Yeah. He can hide behind the injury. Yeah. Right? Like, you know, he won the ring. He's got the hammer. You know, everybody's going to give him the benefit of the doubt on the way out. You know, you know, I think he's been pushing this hammer thing, too. I bet he walks sometimes into that room with that MVP, like, sort of ring, if they get MVP rings on it. But he's not Big Nick, Dick Nick right now. He's slightly big-barreled Nick. I, I'm not sure if he's wearing extra Cam Newton, yeah, like, no, rib, yeah. rib protection, but he looks like he's been doing some Chicago eating, you know? Deep dish pie, baby. Anyway, ain't moving too fast. And with an O-line like that, why do you get a backup quarterback that can't move? I don't get it. Almost almost missed a flight at uh, Midway in Chicago trying to catch a medium deep dish around the corner because the stewardess said it was the best in the world. <laughs> we running down the tarmac looking for the jet. At O'Hare? Uh, Midway. Okay. Southside. O'Hare's a nightmare. Oh, yeah. O'Hare's, it's its own thing. I, also, I always remember O'Hare because it was the airport they used in Home Alone. It's one of the ones she was trying to get back to. So, uh, Hugh, you touched on it in the uh, rundown, but uh, the uh, the Pats. Yes. You were on the right side. I was. I tipped my hat. The backdoor uh, butt rape. <laughs> I listened back to the show, and uh, I shouldn't have said uh, what I said, and I shouldn't have predicted the score I did. Right. So, uh, Billy B in a monsoon on Sunday night is unbeatable. Yeah. Uh, didn't look at the weather. Rare, non-Weird Mike weather report. So blinded by the handicap in my mind. Yeah. A possible lesson, a possible epiphany. You always accused me of being an emotional better. Yes. I perhaps have turned a corner. My name is Michael, <laughs> and I am an emotional better. Yes. You ha- you, it was your futures bets meeting, right? So you didn't want to go against yourself whatsoever. It gets twisted in your mind. It's like... It's like putting two cereals together. You can't do it. Some people just can't do that. By the way, you should try it. It's delicious. Uh, A little just right. Maybe some golden grams mixed in. Oh, baby. So uh, campaign for the push on the New England futures. Yeah. Nine wins. Seriously in jeopardy. So just in case you're joining us for the first time, look who's talkers. Hey, it happens. Okay? I, I did talk with about with. I read it, I watched a YouTube video about this. All right. Okay, okay. You have more new listeners than you think. So if you do new listeners, Weird Mike, who gives weird picks for weird reasons, often involving weird weather. And uh, weird amounts of money. Yes. Missed out on this weird weather game. Uh, and anyway, he before the season, he took the uh, Baltimore Ravens for slightly over a unit uh, to win 11 and a half games this year because they had a pretty easy-looking schedule where they barely traveled. We called it the Big Ten schedule. That we did. Um, the yep. Ravens have three games in 11 days versus Pittsburgh, New England, Tennessee. Yeah. They got the Thursday Thanksgiving day. By the way, hype at Centennial, super calm down because of COVID, but U.S. Thanksgiving will continue. Uh, so the Ravens push for 12, serious roadblock, needed that one. 
Um, but this was more a commentary on the Pats than the Ravens. You know, road game in a monsoon. Yeah. Tough sledding against anybody. Well, I talked, you know, okay, let's keep going. But the Patriots were on the mat at MetLife at two wins with the winless division foe about to beat them and the laughing stock of the league. And the champ was not knocked out. No. They took some body blows, and now they've rallied around Cam. You've said every time, everybody loves Cam. How could you not? Um, anyway. I, I watched that. And look, folks, one might thing. Take, might take him this week. I don't know. One thing I really use to probably more than other handicappers, I would I guarantee it. Because <laughs> I, I don't use as many stats. I like yards per play. I like... Um, there's, there's a stat that shows 90% of, of a team's kind of offensive and defensive statistics. It, it takes away garbage time. It's called points added on. I'll, 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 What's I'll, I'll DVOA? I've always been confused with that one. Sorry to decide. Anyway, well, I'll, I'll post one of my, a couple of my favorite stats I actually do like to look, like, look at. But one thing I do watch religiously is anything where I can hear the players miked and how they talk to one another. I find there's a, I, took, I studied sociology in school. There's a real human element to this game. How do these guys interact with one another? Watching Joe Burrow interact with his team sold me in one NFL mic'd up. Uh, and at the same time, you can watch other guys. Like I watched Josh Rosen mic'd up last year immediately. This guy's not an NFL quarterback. He's not an NFL man. You know what I mean? And you can just sort of tell these things. And uh, one thing I watched, I was watching the Amazon Prime series where they follow a team all throughout the season, not just like hard knocks and training camp. They don't have quite as much access, but you get to see them just all hanging out, the practice and stuff. And Cam Newton, you know, take away all the hats and, and stuff like that. A lot, like of, the, a lot of hats. And the weird them. font he uses in all of his Instagram posts. I don't know what language that is or why you do it, but I don't care. When he's in the meeting rooms and he's on the practice field, he's just this big ball of energy that's like 6'8", 260". With massive hands, tough as nails. I think Belichick's and Josh McDaniels looked at the way he won at Auburn, and it's like, you know what? That's the way we're going to win. That's the way we're going to win football games, the way he won the national championship at Auburn. Uh, and that's what I saw against the Ravens. Also, Cam could throw the ball better than Lamar. Don't judge Cam for his previous two, three weeks, just like you and your athletic talent, whatever you're good at, folks, in your life. If you were judged at the last... Only the last two or three times you went kayaking uh, and maybe, you know, you got the wrong paddle or maybe your shoulder's a bit sore. Look at the big scope of things, okay? If, I ha if we have the same football teams, okay, and I have Cam Newton and you have Lamar, I don't know. I'm taking the guy that can throw it. I feel like Huckster's a big kayak guy. <laughs> what do you think, Huck? If you're wondering what uh, myself, Huck Media, and Leslie and the good producers here at Huck Media are looking at right now, Weird Mike has the Extendo podcast mic. Uh, sitting in his crotch with a puffy football blocking. Uh, anyway, it's just that's exactly what I'm looking Mike at. Stand that's what, that's what I'm dealing with. I get it. I, it's a good height for you. So we'll post the visual on the social media stepchild yeah, of the show. You, you could post it at Weird Mike. This one won't be shared by Hugh. Uh, that's for damn sure. That's disturbing. <laughs> What'd you say last night on Instagram? I'm like, oh God, thank God I changed the password to mine, and thank God you have your own now, buddy. I've been when loving. Big, when Big Dick Nick went out, what'd you what'd you write? Oh, uh, this is my tough. cat. My cat was watching. This is tough for pussy everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah a little play on it. Because Big Dick Nick is hurt. 
But uh, I've been loving my time on the east side today, man. Hit the beaches, hit some market. That's a couple a Canadian chips deep. Okay, what were we talking about right before you asked Huck if he went kayaking? Anyway. You were wrapping up your Pat's uh, victory lap. Yes. Just, anyway. Yeah, right. Long story short. Sorry. Uh, big spread. That's it. I told you so. I believe your predicted score was 43-7. to 7. Correct. Ravens. The end of an era. <clears throat> I, to, I, I woke up. I had to get a booster juice. I was feeling so awful and so disjointed. I've never been so off on a pick. And I apologize to the followers. Uh Baltimore's a team I've usually had spot on. You, you're, you're a good member of the flock. So, uh, anyway. Anyway, moving upwards on. Upwards and onwards. It's all good. Um, yeah, I went 4-2 and two last week on my picks. The two I got wrong. I got my gold, silver, and bronze pick correct. Missed out on the Bengals. Look, I'm really high on Burrow. Kind of forgot the Bengals aren't that good. And uh, my bad. Probably a bad pick. I, uh, and I know I took a lot of you guys with me, so I'm sorry about that. And I took the Eagles. Uh <clears throat> Look, coming off the bye week, I like the bye weeks in COVID. It has been working for me. It was great with the Rams. Like, they came out fiery hot against the Seahawks. It cost you a perfect pool, right, Hugh? But that's why, if you're upset about the Ravens, bro, I would have won $5,900 on our, my pools ticket. The only one I got wrong was the Eagles. Now, I know a whole bunch of people probably got one wrong because a lot of faves won, but, but I had the Pats. Yeah, there you go. And there was a big dog there. <clears throat> anyway... Uh, I survived in high roller, moving along. But don't be emotional with it, because I'm picking the Eagles again. Whoa. Yeah. You survived Spoiler. your high roller. Spoiler. Spoiler. Uh, Let's talk Survivor. Everyone's less concerned if, if with last week. you're in the thick week. of it, moving on to this week. Uh, toughest week yet by far, especially with the New Orleans injury and Drew Brees. A lot of people have been saving New Orleans for one of these soft divisional matchups. Yeah. Uh, you know, hashtag can't trust Jameis. That's, uh, I think that started in Florida State in his freshman year. It's a weird game because I was thinking, oh, maybe you take the Falcons. First of all, the last four or five games of the season, they're one of the top eight, eight teams in the league statistically. They're moving the ball great. If, they, if Gurley doesn't run that, does, run that stupid touchdown in, they'd be 5-0 and oh in their last five games. So weird game. But, and, and I was thinking to myself, like, oh, man, you know, Atlanta knows Jameis, like a real advantage for them flip side of the coin. Jameis knows Atlanta from his Tampa years. One of the only teams he had success against. Correct. Isn't it weird that Tom Brady gets traded to Tampa, they re-up Drew Brees, get him some weapons, Carolina's got Teddy and this new guy in this whole Big 12 approach, and we're still here talking about Jameis Winston deciding the fate of the NFC South. Man, like that was full circle ASAP. Now keep in mind, while he's not definitely he's not quite as a good as good of a decision maker nearly as obviously as the Hall of Famer future Hall of Famer Drew Brees, but he does have a bigger arm, especially at this point in their career, with Emmanuel Sanders, Michael Thomas, and a couple of burners that don't really get used by Brees too much. You might see Sean Payton able to open up the playbook like we haven't seen the Saints do in years. So the guy's legit playing for fifty to eighty million. Exactly, and He's this is my stay. Four games. This is my stay the far away game. You're staying 100%. the far away from. Staying the far away from this game. So that leaves in the survivor column really Minnesota, on the heels of the Monday night win. Yep, riding three straight breaks the Monday night football curse. Um, tough team to trust always. We did have a funeral for them. We did say they'd win some games, but. Um, 
if you if you still have Pittsburgh, obviously Pittsburgh's you, a ten point favorite over the Jaguars. Uh, Use the Steelers already. I figured that. Um, and yo, Jake Luton will fight for your spread. Yes, he will. And Pittsburgh is due for a trip up. I'm not saying it's going to happen this week. I've already used them. Um, or Miami. I got Miami on the That's board. That's a weird survivor pick. So, you know, I've been doing these weird weather things. We talked about it. You know, Dolphins at altitude. Dolphins are That's minus three at the Denver Broncos. Denver has a questionable quarterback situation going on. At the time of our recording right now, Drew Locke is questionable. But it's looking like he might not play. Brett Rippon would start in his place. That's the guy that... Good lineage. Beat, beat the New York Jets. Good lineage. He is a Rippon. He's and, a Rippon. He's the and son of a Super Bowl MVP. Mark Rippon. Uh, Washington Redskins quarterback who smashed the Bills Correct. in their number two Super Bowl loss of the four Super Bowl losses in a row. If you are a young listener, you might not realize what the Bills have already been through. And I'm actually glad I'm getting to this quickly because I want to talk about the Hill Murray for a second. First of all, one of the best games of the year. It was fantastic. Second of all, the, uh, the, the, you know, the, be- the two best receivers in the league right now, maybe, besides Devontae Adams, making game-winning touchdowns in the final minute. That's great players making great plays. And of all the teams for that last-second Hale Murray to happen to, it may as well be the Bills. Because I don't know about the rest of you Bills fans, but I watched that. I looked at my dad, Chuck Hewlett, and I'm like, yeah, well, you know, it's the way she goes. Because as a Bills fan, we've seen so many ridiculous, horrible losses like that. That that's not even the worst one I can think of. It might not even be top four. Well, that was bad. Yeah, yeah, sure, but does it even feel that bad? You know, I didn't feel bad for Weird Mike. Why? Because it cashed the over. Oh, yeah. That was your sprinkle. It was half. It was at 56 into the last play. Wow. Uh, I couldn't believe Anyway, it took a while for that desert duel to heat up. Yeah. But she delivered. And, yo, you're mini Mary. The guy's the smallest guy in the player. Yeah, Hail Mary's work, folks. Yo, forget the... The guy's the smallest dude ever. Yes. You were calling for mini Marys, <laughs> and a mini Mary happened 10 days later. There Come was, on, there, folks. There the was, guy's fire. There was, after I said this a couple weeks ago, uh, last week, about the, how teams should be throwing more Hail Marys, especially when they're going to punt it third and long and you know anywhere around midfield. Third and 17 from their 48. What, are you going to run a draw for six yards and punt it? You might get a bounce that just takes away the six yards you just got. These, these extra little bounces of your punt just make your third down play that doesn't get the first down really stupid. But that wasn't the situation at the end of the Arizona game. What an ending. Uh, if you have a tall receiver, he can catch Hail Marys. You should throw them more. DeAndre Hopkins, great play over three uh, smaller DBs who were in perfect position. What do you say if the, you're the Bills coach? Shit. Uh, attack his hands a bit more. Like, don't go for the ball. They could have played it in the air better. Anyway. That's my thought on it. Uh, also, they, they kneel. They don't kick the extra point, and it covers it, it covers a spread for the Bills. If that you was took, hovering. It went a whole it, bunch of ways. Sure, but if you had them at two and a half. Early was pick them. You won, yeah. at three, so it burned The line finished saved. at two and a half. It was perfect. Yo, Bills Mafia was in the desert. There was blue everywhere dotted in that stadium. Uh, I, was listening, predicted. I was listening to last week's episode, and one of the main reasons for your handicap was like, yo, the, the Bills Mafia is going to be there. They're going to get this over. <laughs> yeah, look what happened. <laughs> That's true. Do you have any weird weather nuggets this week or environment? Like your fans will travel there more likely. 
as they make their way through four states to get there, or they're golfers from Western New York. As I'm, is, the, is there a Hurricane Ida left over somewhere? We're going to the uh, to the bowels of the geology, the world here. Uh, Tua, Tagovailoa. Yep, uh, sounds right. Hawaiian, right? On the coast, whole life. Tuscaloosa, Alabama, coastal town, into South Beach. Is on Tuscaloosa the water. a coastal town? Yeah, it is. That's awesome. Just shy, just shy. Not, not I bet it's though. not on the coast. It, it got hit by it gets hit by hurricanes all the time. Well, they, just I think above. it gets hit by tornadoes. The hurricane with the tide relief program. It's real. Anyway, let us know at Hughes talking. Is it tornadoes? We or went hurricanes? from weather report to, to disaster relief. Sorry. Dude. Okay. Okay. Where Tua? Has the guy ever been at altitude? He spent his whole life at sea level. That's the handicap. Has Tua, who spent his entire playing career right. at or near sea level, going to do well at 6,000 feet, the highest place they play professional sports on the continent? He's from Hawaii. I bet, I'm betting that he's not Tua Tago Snowboarda. <laughs> uh, so anyway, check your weather report in Denver. Uh, that's the one reason I'm hesitant to use my Hemi. In the Survivor. Well, of course, that's that's a road dog. Who is my not a dog? They're a favorite. Favorite. Sorry. Who? Brother report. I folks. think everyone was down on Tua at, around the Fitzpatrick decision time. Watched him play a mediocre game against the Rams, where the team won. Then played a great game against Arizona. He looks good. I I, I like Tua. He's got a a good throw. He's got a good laser for a little guy. More athletic than some of these media guys were saying. So I'm not low on him. I just don't know yet, all right? And I think everybody who thinks they know, like anybody who's going to smash on Miami and Denver, A, weird altitude game for a Miami team. This might get some, you know, might get some snow. So, uh, I don't know, weird game for Miami. Even if Rippon plays, Denver's desperate for a win, too. A couple road games, first home. Uh, Tua has it. It, it, it doesn't matter that he's not as good as Fitzy or he can make certain throws. No, he looks good. They believe in him, just like Bama believed in him in that tight spot in the yeah. title game. You, you just can't describe it. I, I'm not in that room. Right. I get it. I get it. But what I'm saying we is... We believed in Fitzy for whatever reason. Right. Are you, ready to, like, are you ready to throw your money on Miami like as like a premier team in this league? I've seen him. There's the, all over these power rankings in the top 10. They're not mine, folks. I'll get to more of that truth, my truth of the week later. Power rankings are stupid? No, just what my charts are and how you should make your own. Anyway, uh, toughest week for Survivor. If you got any advice or angles, yo, send me a message, bro. Or, or she, bro. Yeah. <laughs> if there's any ladies. She, bro. <laughs> out there in their Survivor. She, yeah. Like so when, when Huck laughs, the whole world laughs with him. Right. right? <laughs> um, anyway, still alive. I'm uh, waiting for your picks here. Hey, where's your ball and chain? Hey, where's your she bro? She, is she around? <laughs> she cooking tonight? Let Russ cook. Yo, running into a bit of a wall there on the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, uh, speaking of let Russ cook, he's cooking up some interceptions. And I told, told you last week, Pat, this is Patrick Mahomes, his MVP race to uh, lose. And those odds have agreed with me. So if you still haven't done it, throw a couple shekels on Patrick Mahomes to win the MVP. Just, just saying, now's the time. He's got one interception and 25 touchdowns, and they're going to go to the Super Bowl. This is kind of how the narratives work. Seattle's going to struggle as a wild card team, probably, to make these playoffs. And uh, he's, he's look, he's just, he's, he's got two receivers. He's got Olsen, who's slower. 
they don't have a running game, it's harder for him to succeed. Yes, he is more valuable to the Seahawks. Maybe you can make that argument. And I love Russ. If Russ doesn't play, Seattle doesn't beat anybody. There's not one team, I think, that they would beat without Russ. Well, who's their backup? It doesn't matter. Well, it does matter. What do you mean? What do you mean? What do I mean? What do I mean? If Ryan Fitzpatrick is their backup, they're going to win some games. Uh, By the way, Dolphins, uh, just wrap that up. Don't trade Fitzy. If anybody wants him, you, you keep the juju the same. The trades, well, the trade deadline. Yeah, there's, over. There's, I told you, there's a back door. Uh, yeah, there, it happens all the time. There's a back door. Yeah, there's a back door. It's called uh, Weird Mike's backdoor transfer window. <laughs> <laughs> it's happened past the trade. deadline. I feel like this is just for kickers. <laughs> Stay live, yo. No fucking way. <laughs> what? Uh, Forty and twenty, eh? That's sixty-seven percent. Forty and tw- Forty and twenty. That's 66.6% exactly. Rounding up. Sure. Round it up. We don't use pennies anymore. Neither will we. Uh, Love it. Yeah, 67%. And, uh, yeah, let's get right into it. We're fired up about these picks, folks. Uh, Again, uh, gold, silver, and bronze hit all all last week, and they are ranked on purpose. Uh, To my boys who are losing out on, you know, just my last pick of the thing, you don't have to pick all six. All right? Uh, Let's fire and go. Here we go. You. All right, folks, we are 40 and 20 for the season. Uh, if you are, you know, hitting on any of these picks that I'm giving away, please do me a favor and spread the joy. Talk about the podcast to your friends, family, anyone who's into football, and hit that subscribe button. Hit that download button. Don't just listen on your phone, on the Wi-Fi. Hit that download button wherever you're listening. And yes, we are on Spotify. Uh, here we go. Gold pick. I'm sorry to do this to you, Michael. I am taking the Tennessee Titans at what is one of the weirdest numbers I've ever seen. The Tennessee Titans, the team that smoked the Ravens last year in the playoffs when the Ravens were more healthy and more of a more of a dynamic offense, coming off a bye week, not coming off a monsoon in, with Billy B's Foxborough Stadium where a bunch of them got hurt. They're banged up. They're wet. They're cold. They're not really sure what their offense is right now because they're not even running the ball that well. Um, against the Tennessee Titans, coming off the mini bye week against a tough division loss against the Colts. Look, the Titans have some problems on defense. I'll give you that. But it's not necessarily the type of problems that the Ravens are going to take advantage of. Third down conversions, the Titans not looking too good. But Lamar, unless Lamar is running for them, I don't like the Ravens either uh, getting these third downs. Titans, they just lost the division lead. They need this game. And they have the extra three days from their mini-buy to prepare for it. So I got Derrick Henry. I got Ryan Tannehill. And I got Mike Rabel preparing for a team that they already know how to beat. And they're more vulnerable than they ever have been. On my charts, I, this would be the Ravens by two points. Basically the two for home. Uh, for some reason, it's six points. I think this line will come down. I can see the Titans winning this game outright. So, uh, you know, sprinkle on the money line. How about that? A little Hugh Pick sprinkle for you. Uh, giddy up. Taking the Titans with our gold pick, plus six. Okay, our silver pick. We're taking the New England Patriots, minus two. Yeah, look, learned a lot from last week, okay? Everybody loves Cam. And everybody loves Romeo, but Romeo's done coaching. He's not the coach of this team. I got the Houston Texans with an interim coach. He's a big Ewok. He's really nice. But their defense figures they're playing for someone else next year. This whole team figures they're playing for someone else next year. Besides Laramie Tunsil and Deshaun uh, Watson, 
I don't think anybody on that team is sure they're going to be a Texan next year. It's a weird time to be a Texan. And it's kind of an exciting time to be a Patriot. That Jets game fooled everybody, okay? Because the Jets are a little bit better of a team than you give them credit for. They were desperate for that win on Monday Night Football. They gave max effort. Looked pretty good. That's Greg Williams' defense for the Jets. So the Pats just beating them made you actually downgrade the Pats when you should have upgraded them. It was a good team win against a desperate team. So I got a team now with hope, with a wild card berth in their sight, a division that's not even quite out of it yet. And they're the champs. They got the best coach in the world. And they got Josh McDaniels, who's finally tuned this offense to be the old Auburn. All right, I got Cam Newton. He's the biggest man on the field, and I'm going to use him. Oh, by the way, he can throw. So uh, Deshaun Watson can't do this by himself. I got the Patriots believing in themselves, and uh, Billy B knows how to beat the Texans. He always does. So that's a silver pick. Take the Pats, minus two. All right, our bronze pick. I'm taking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, second-best team in football, on Monday Night Football against the Rams. Now, look, you might be scared because the Rams have looked great. They've looked great the last month month of football. Lot weird, lost a weird one against the Dolphins, but still put up a bunch of yards. Just beat a tired Seahawks team coming off their bye week at home. Kind of a predictable win. We saw it coming. Now, this is a tough matchup for, for, the, for the Rams. And I think a quarterback like Jared Goff is exactly what the Bucs do well against. Goff kind of reminds me of Rodgers without the, you know, all-world arm talent. He's not mobile. So he needs great coaching to get him in the right positions. To make, you know, good throws. Goff's a good quarterback. I've upgraded him since the start of the year. But he's not mobile. If you can get in his face like the Bucks did to the Packers a few weeks ago, I think that's the type of game we're going to see again. The Bucks making sure they get up in Jared Goff's face. And I don't see this running back trio of Henderson, Akers, and Brown really breaking through the Tampa Bay run defense, which is going to be up for this Monday night game because they just got embarrassed on Sunday night football two weeks ago. How many great teams do you know that just get smoked in prime time two weeks, basically two weeks in a row? I see a big statement game from the Bucks who want that buy. They're chasing the Packers for it. You got an, an all-star team that would love an extra week of practice uh, and an extra week of rest with a veteran team to get ready for the playoff run. They don't want to go anywhere. Bucks max effort for the bye week. Rams overmatched everywhere except for Jalen Ramsey, and he can only cover one receiver. They beat the Seahawks because Metcalf is the one option you really need to figure out. Well, the Bucks have about four of those options. And Ramsey, Ramsey can't cover all of them. Take the Bucks. Okay, our fourth pick. We are taking the Dallas Cowboys plus seven and a half. Yeah, the Dallas Cowboys. It looks like we're getting Andy Dalton, the quarterback, plus seven and a half. Dallas Cowboys coming off their bye week. Okay, that's two weeks of Dallas Cowboys, Jerry Jones pressure. To get a win, boys, this division's still winnable. I don't care about Dak being hurt, okay? This is Big D. You're in the best. You're basically in football heaven, okay? You got a bye week. It's time to, it's time to win this game or at least put up a, uh, a max fight. I got a, basically a healthy offense except for the offensive line. But I got weapons. I got CeeDee Lamb. I got Amari Cooper. I got Ezekiel Elliott who's starting to you know question whether he's going to be on this team for the next few years. They can cut him after a couple. So Zeke, it's time to put one up. And I watched every second of that Monday Nighter last night, Minnesota, uh, as my gold pick versus the Bears. That was a tough football game, okay? Dalvin Cook got beat up on a whole bunch of one-yard runs running right into that line. That line got beat up by the defensive line. It was an ugly one in Chicago, and I'm sensing a lack of energy. Not like motivation, 
but a lack of energy. Man, possibly overlooking the Cowboys as an opponent. Seven and a half, I'll take it. It's going to be a tight one. Cowboys come out, max effort. Kirk Cousins and, and the squad and Mike Zimmer get it done with a last second field goal because Mike McCarthy doesn't know how to coach at the end of games. And there you go. But take the Dallas Cowboys plus the spread. I think I'll be on the sharp side of that if I know my bye weeks. All right. We're going to take the Green Bay Packers plus two. Uh, it looks like it's plus two and a half somewhere. Uh, plus two. I'm going to take it on the score. But Packers plus two in Indianapolis. Look, I just still have the way better quarterback. Otherwise, what I would see is almost even teams. I know the Colts are going to be able to run the ball against the Packers, and that'll be the narrative you hear all week. I don't care, okay? Aaron Rodgers to Devontae Adams is an unbeatable squad right now, an unbeatable combination. And if you try to cover that and basically say, hey, you're not going to beat us, well, that's like the Jaguars, what the Jaguars did last week. Well, yeah, look, they got a big kick return touchdown. Uh, you know, the, I watched it because I had the Jaguars on spread. It wasn't as close as it seemed. And the Packers, I don't see them overlooking this game. Uh, and if I can get them just to win at plus two against the Indianapolis Colts, I'll take it. I like Frank Reich's offense, but I like Aaron Rodgers more. And uh, Aaron Rodgers to Devontae, that's going to be enough. Plus two, take the team that's going to win. And our final pick, we're taking the Philadelphia Eagles, plus three and a half. Everybody's down the Eagles. This game should be probably be one or one and a half. But because you just watched the Eagles play one of their worst games of the year. Maybe that Rams game was pretty bad too. But um, look, Baker Mayfield, the one thing that beat the Eagles last week was Daniel Jones running the ball. And Baker Mayfield isn't running 40 yards for a touchdown. So without having to keep that spy on Baker running it in, that gives uh, that frees up the uh, Philly secondary to do a better job covering up an OBJ-less wide receiver squad. And I think this is the first week we're actually going to miss OBJ because I like Philly being able to stop or slow down Nick Chubb, Nakeem Hicks. Anyway, I think Philly wins this game. They need it. The Browns are kind of rolling on sort of like a fake confidence right now. They've had a couple ugly wins. I mean, 10-7 at home over Houston and they're, they're a dome team from Houston. You're a Cleveland team. You should win this game by more in this ugly weather. So anyway, I don't believe in the Browns as much as everybody else. Uh, I like their running game, but that's about all I like. I don't like their secondary. And uh, I think Carson Wentz will take advantage of it. Miles Sanders had a great game against the Giants. Kind of went unnoticed. I think the Eagles bounce back. So uh, Philly plus three and a half. Should be a close game. I got Philly to win. And those are you picks. Giddy up. You. All righty, there you have it, folks. The uh, I'm gonna say I don't know if you're the top top at 40 and 20 in the country, but there's definitely no combination of hotter and funnier. I know I just described you as a Tinder swipe. I'm sorry, but you know I just want to. Thanks, bro. You gotta you gotta share the winnings. Times are tough. You gotta share more. That's what Nana Angel talk taught me. Uh, I like the Pats. As much as I hate them, <laughs> I fucking like them. <laughs> Texans bad run D. I like the Pats as much uh, as I hate them. Uh, minus two short price. Um, so yeah, Billy B owning his disciple Cronell. No real motivation in Houston. Right. Cronell might even let him have it. Like, why would Deshaun take any hits the rest of the way? Yeah. So anyway, uh, like that. Pick. It's a real lack of motivation to win for the Texans. Uh, Titans, you keep going back to the Ravens one and one, so I'm gonna just stay away from I, that one. I don't get the spread. Like, it's unless a, it's a look, it's uh, it's a play on their playoff beef. I think. Sure, Baltimore does have a decided home field. I know there's no 
for some reason, it's very, very tough there. Yeah. Uh, also, Tennessee smashed them. They kind of in Baltimore. They, you know what? When they, they had fans, they bitch slapped them. Now they can hear their audibles and stuff. Tennessee was on a bit of a backslide. They just got anyway. So I think this is a bit of their trap game. I'm staying the far away from this one. As much as I love the Ravens, yeah, and know the Titans with Huckster, um, so I'm gonna stay away from that one. Hold on, Huck. What do you think? Okay, this is your game, baby. I'm with you. My gold pick. Remember the Titans. Oh, he loves it. He's pumping his chest. He's curling his hair. He's twisting his stash. Happy Movember, by the way, everybody. Uh, sign me up for the Buccaneers on Monday Night Football and the Pirate Ship. Let's go. Wenches will be rocking. Also going to be a great game. Central Florida. Game of the day. Game of the week. Could be, a, could be a – I could see that as a playoff game, divisional round. Uh, I think uh, I think you're on the wrong of the, the Packers. I think Indy, Cements. I think Packers will really only play their way. They just had a hard time with another AFC South opponent, Jacksonville. Uh, the number – I think Indy pulls away. And my prediction of them being the second best team in the AFC will ring true come January. I don't think the Packers are going to smoke them. Don't get me wrong. I just like that should be a pick them. I'm surprised Indy's favored. This this is what I mean. So you're getting value with the points, I, that, even though I think I'm one looking way. at the number. Like I got the team. Sure. I think's going to win a tight game because I just this is Philip Rivers. I know Philip Rivers pretty well, and he's not friggin' consistent. He's just back and forth. Good game, bad game. Good game, bad game for the last three years of his career. And uh, I absolutely loved Nick Chubb in college at Georgia. And his first few years coming up, was really bummed that he got hurt. Your microphone looks like a Chubb right now. <laughs> uh, what are you doing, Chubb, running out of bounds? That's so Cleveland. Oh, my God. Forget the spread. I get that you're thinking all this. You're only up three. You just go in. What if they fumbled the Neil spread? What if they... The Neil spread? Like, uh, so he ran out at the one so they could take a knee. Yes. What if that gets botched and they go the other way? Well, I'm just saying. That's a, probably a it's, low percentage it's, thing. It's him. How many Neils get botched? He's trying to think of too many things. That's what Cleveland always used to do. And I thought they turned the corner. And I thought Chubb was the guy to lead him there. I was so pissed. I didn't even have Cleveland on the number. So I didn't have no horse or money on the line. Yeah. I'm not one of those jilted betters. No, no, no. I know. Not being selfish and looking at your immediate but, return. I'm yeah. talking about the future of the Cleveland Browns okay. organization right. and the dog pound that listens to this show. Right. PZ, Vela, Kester, those crew. Yes. Uh, what, I bet you they, they liked it, but I, I, that's why they're trapped in that. We, we were once in that bill zone of thinking that we were doing the right thing when we weren't even close. You get in the end zone. You win by 10. It's a double-digit win against a playoff team. You put your head down, and you keep going. Now this is a talking point, people talking fantasy, people talking he threw it, people talking his buddy knew it. It's just, it didn't need to be a point. Can I say something? Love the Eagles. Okay. Great. Uh, me too. <laughs> one. Good run, D. One, it doesn't matter what everybody's saying. The Browns don't care what everybody's saying. Okay? Secondly, Chubb is doing a favor for his teammates. Okay? That's a good teammate. Because if he just goes out of bounds there, by the way, if you did have the Browns, that's a fucking heart attack. That's, 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 like, that's psycho. Because you're thinking, like, oh, he would have gone down by now. He's not going to run to the one-yard line, get max stats, and then go out. But that's what he did. See, he's thinking it's not – anyway. Anyway, but it's called the girly rule now, okay? Not, just, not only can you lose the game because of some weird random 
You know, they get a quick field goal. They get an onside kick. Like, we've seen the Falcons lose in some pretty crazy ways this year. Like, basically almost the same scenario to the Cowboys. That's how they lost the game. There was about a minute left. They were down 10. So, uh, but also, it's the extra plays, man. They're, they're in a windstorm in a cold Cleveland day. If he goes out of bounds, game's over. A couple kneels. If he scores to go up by 10, you're looking at a kickoff and four or five more defensive plays where someone could get hurt on your team. And you guys are trying to go to the playoffs. So I understand where you're coming from, but if you're a Browns fan, you love it. If you're a Browns better, Jesus, you know, hide the whiskey. I'm the, I'm the opposite. I'm the flip on that. I wasn't a Browns better, and I'm not pissed, and I'm not a Browns fan, and I am pissed. Well, that's why you're weird, Mike. All right? <laughs> Jeez, Louise. And uh, you got me spooked here on this Dallas with the Minnesota Survivor. You know, it's like a lean 60% mini. Well, this is your, this is your, oh no, you like the Monday Night Winners to bet against. This is a Monday, yeah, yeah Monday Night Winner. Yeah, I don't like, yeah. I like yeah, to Monday bet Night Winner, Monday bet against them. Uh, but that's spread. It's eight. That was a places. war in Chicago, man. Uh, for, uh, Kirk threw 30 times, about 15 times more. So Dalvin didn't take as much as a beating, but it is still a fierce division rival. He ran, he ran it like 25 times, like something like that. It was, it was a lot. It just had a whole bunch of one yard runs. That's just how much the Vikings had the ball. Because the Bears are about as productive as my pinky finger. You know? What does your pinky finger do anyway? Nobody really even knows. So I've been working on some uh, finger exercises. I've been twirling a pole in my base at Centennial Studios. That this, uh, because this we is stop right now. No, we all got claw hands. You've been twirling a pole. Listen to me. We all hold you. our phones nonstop, right? This is before the weird, weird pick, okay? Sure. We all hold our phones nonstop, right? Yeah. We've developed claw hand. So the same movements that we used to have, flipping a quarter, snapping, uh, finger manipulation, is way off. <laughs> your jointedness and your... Anyway, just work on it, guys. Twirl a stick between your fingers. I guarantee you, you were way better at it 10 years ago than you are today. That's a little homework from Weird Mike. At Weird Mike, M-I-C. Go twirl something in your fingers when you get home because you might have claw hand. <laughs> Yeah. Hashtag claw hand. It's time for the weird pick on that note. As Huckster can't believe what he just heard. <laughs> oh, by the way, you got to tell the people one more thing quickly. So Weird Mike, speaking of claw hand, has a habit. And I'm sure some... I oh, bet he, oh I, easy. Where's this going, you? I, I, bet, he, I bet he's not alone. He, when, he makes a, a lot of when he makes a point spread, pro line, props, or pools ticket, or even a ticket at the casino uh, on a sports bet when we've got, been to Vegas. He crumples the, the Farvin ticket so much, so much, as, a, as just a, a tick, even, to the point where he called me last week when he won, or two weeks ago, when, when you won on my props that yeah, I gave out. Yeah, so you props. props, which have hit two of the last Giddy three. Up, all three picks, last, one, one last night. Um, and you called me, and you're like, it finally happened. The guy at the convenience store who we know and love. I love how you expected me to know exactly what you're talking about. He just calls uh, me, he's like, Jeff. It happened. And I'm like, what the far are you talking about? Barcode beyond repair. Had to go downtown <laughs> to 20 Dundas West and yeah. uh, prove where I bought it. They have a, sort of like a recovery machine, if you will, like an opposite shredder, yeah. if you will. Your ticket looked like an old cinnamon bun. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, lesson learned. Lesson leave, your, learned. leave your tickets alone. Don't rip them because the game's never over. And they could change statistics for props and stuff like that. So no, never rip it and try not to crumple it up in a little ball of golem. 
I uh, take a picture and then uh, put it on my bulletin board. All right, let's make some people some money. Weird pick, weird weather, weird reason. Here we go. One and one last week. One and one last week. Nine and five for the season. 67%. Serious roundup on the short selection. But it is what it is. Uh, It's not, uh, it's going to get real weird this year, but not this week. Okay, I'm pulling a hue. Can't believe you didn't take it. Usually I'm stuck with the bottom barrel picks. Because we do Tuesday, and yes. some lines aren't out. Yes. And the one time I forecasted a line, I was socially crucified, <laughs> and it cost me one of those five losses. The game was on at the time. <laughs> KC, defending champs, the Chiefs, minus seven, in Vegas, on Sunday night football. Andy Reid, off a bye, has the best winning percentage because he's been in the league almost 30 years. He has the biggest sample. The Kansas City Chiefs already lost to the Raiders. This has been a bitter rivalry long time. And they finally beat them. And you know what they did, Hugh? They circled Arrowhead on their buses yeah, after heard, the game. I heard that. Andy Reid doesn't really get mad at anything. And he was bothered by this. And I don't usually play those angles. But I'm going to put that in here. A little bit of... Hashtag division spite. You play those angles all the time. This team hates this team. <laughs> Circling around the stadium? No, like, anyway. Maybe because we were at that stadium, I could picture the visual. Yeah. Really cool stadium. Um, also, Pittsburgh is on fire. They're undefeated. If KC wants that bye, you know, oh, it's, yeah. uh, you know, strap time. Time to go. The quest for the bye is real, folks. And a second half statement. The Kansas City Chiefs, Super Bowl champs, got the fortuitous... Mid-season bye. They can literally chop their season into two with two different game plans, two different playbooks almost. They are going to bring out a new playoff push. I believe it. The bright lights, the division loss, the Raiders, everybody's so high. Uh, and the fact that it's seven kind of feels like it's, it is going to be a blowout. Everybody's kind of like on the Raiders right now, and rightfully so. Three of four, indoor, outdoor. Um, but, yo, hashtag division spite in an ultra-competitive AFC that nobody really saw coming. Now, with the Ravens and three losses, everything is a lot of teams with three losses, right? KC minus seven. Only smash, no sprinkle. You stole my sprinkle, <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> so one bet this week. Uh, we're nine and five, looking to go ten and five. Don't want to go nine and seven. It's a play to catch up on the percentage. Uh, I want to be included in your record here when you post that show. You a know, plate, social media stuff. A, a plate of ketchup. A plate of ketchup. Plate of ketchup. A plate of ketchup. Oh, play, play the ketchup. Play to catch up. Play to catch up. I thought you were saying to me like, yeah, you know, a little plate of ketchup. I don't know. That's like my least favorite condiment. It's also one of my least favorite condiments. Big mayo guy. Big mustard guy. Yeah, I would. I could have guessed that. There's like eight different kinds. Also, big. I love mutard. If you don't like mutard, you know, I'm not sure if I like you. Also, Hellman's now has eight different kinds of mayo. They got uh, the Garden and Olive. They got the Tapenade cool. spread. They it, got the tartar. Well, this just in. I far and love Hellman's. Okay. <laughs> Weird pick. KC minus seven. Sunday night football. Take it to the bank, kids. Now you see the light, bro. Kansas City, great at football. I'm loving it. Love this pick. Uh, you're getting them at a cheap number because they, you know, they, they lost to this team. Oakland is 
I didn't. I just. I didn't make the pick or didn't go it myself. Just. Uh, just because of Henry Ruggs, he's just this weird sort of Tyreek Hill like game breaker who can kind of just ruin spreads. But I like the Chiefs to make sure this time. So you know, you know who's like tired it. of hearing that he's the new Tyreek Hill? Tyreek Hill? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. These guys love primetime. Yeah. I think primetime's even bigger. The the pregame suck, but the games are way better. Remember the last few years we were bitching that some of the primetime games. You sucked? were bitching. I'm loving the pregames right now. Yeah. More, more Randy Moss. Let's go. My only pregame. Look who's talking. Uh, NFL on Fox with Jimmy, Howie. Come on. Although Gonzalez is in there. He says some, doesn't really add anything. Jimmy, Howie, Terry. Grew up with these guys. I miss Pat Summerall sometimes. Whenever I'm listening to, like, Collinsworth and Michaels, I'm like, man, give me some Madden and Summerall. Just, like, one more Niners-Cowboys game. I, I grew up with that. You know, I'm glad that we had them as uh, kids watching the game because they talked really slow. Like, even if you look back on it, but we needed them to talk so so we could follow along. Some of these guys race now, and they're talking about all these different stats. Like, those guys didn't – that's how we learned football, Stop right? Stop saying we – when you like – I didn't like any of this. I, I, I like – I mean, I like them, but not because they were slow. They gave us a chance to catch up to the speed of it. You, a chance. You, as, as the guy who was the slower talker on the show, I can see what you're talking about here. Sorry to lump in we. Yeah, well, I'm just – that's why – you was presumptuous. You know, we have a couple listeners who have to go plus one and a half on iTunes speed when you're doing when you talk sometimes. That's uh, sometimes VOG turned us onto that. That's not really that bad of an idea. Also, Mark more Le- weird Mike all the time. Mark Lipinski recommends to everybody, like right now, for instance, this is an old school look who's talking thing from season two. If you want to laugh right now in your car, driving to work, uh, getting ready for Thursday night football. Just right now, hit the speed down to minus a half. And it sounds like we're drunk. It sounds like we're totally fervent drunk right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> anyway, if you listen to that really slow. So then you really would funny. have made it 0.25% there, Hugh. Yeah, yeah. But you can so speed it up or slow it down and mess with everybody. Either way, uh, so your pick is the Kansas City? My pick is the Kansas City Chiefs minus seven. My question is will Tua respond at altitude uh, after spending his whole life at sea level? If you want to message me, I might put a poll up on my story what you think the Dolphins are going to do. I know there's a couple of hardcore Dolphin fans in the Look Who's Talking universe, McClellan and Byros. Um, Dre's love for the Broncos is blind, so I'll, I might steer clear of his handicap. I still kind of like Drew Locke. It's just he's just making too many mistakes in early in early in the game when they're, you know, they're supposed to be on a chart there where like you know here's 15 scripted plays like these are the ones we ran in practice 30 times. And he's throwing a whole bunch of interceptions in the first quarter. So disappointing for all you Bronco lovers out there. Okay. Uh, in this week's Truth of the Week, I'm going to cover something that a lot of sharp bettors do, a lot of handicappers do in Vegas, and I've talked about it on the show before, but want to just explain exactly how to do it so you can make your own point spreads at home and line it up with the point spreads they give you in Vegas, and you can basically quantify the way you feel about a team in a way you're probably not doing, and it really helps me. I want to really help you. Truth of the Week! Hey, you guys just made it fat just now. That's some real shit. Okay, the truth of the week, folks. Right now, if you have a pen and pencil or when you get to work and you're, you know, just going to farb around on social media for the first half an hour of your whatever you're doing, uh, do this instead. 
Right now, I want you to just write down the numbers, 1 to 32, okay? Now, whichever team you think is at the, at the best team in the league right now, right now, with it, current injuries and everything, put them at number one, okay? Now, I want you to basically assign them seven points, okay? Now, right at number 32, write who you think the worst team in the league is right now. Write them at number 32, okay? So, for instance, I have the Kansas City Chiefs at number one, and I have... The Chicago Bears, just recently, at number 32. I'm not sure who their quarterback is. They're awful. Okay, that's my worst team. Again, the Jets are usually right there, but you get the idea. And they're minus seven. So, for instance, let's call it the Jets because it's everyone's worst team. So, Jets, Chiefs. Okay? Jets minus seven, Chiefs plus seven. If they met on a neutral field, this is Kansas City Chiefs minus 14. That's the spread. This is the way that Vegas does it. These are the two extremes, okay? You ever wonder why you see so many spreads that are three points, okay? That's because Vegas basically has about 12 teams in the middle that are separated by about a point or a point and a half or two points. And that's usually what they give credit to for home field. It's three points in a COVID year with no fans. It's more like one and a half or two points. Or if you ask Weird Mike, it's negative three the other way. But Vegas is actually starting to agree with you, Weird Mike, as away teams are having their best year in a decade. So you weren't as crazy as you said when it said it was negative six. But either way, so I'd have the Chiefs plus seven, Jets minus seven, and it would be a 14-point spread. You add a couple points to whoever is home and away. Now, I'm just only saying this because it helps as you go back, as you go down. So your number two team on a neutral field, they shouldn't be able to beat your number one team in your mind if, if you played the game out right now this Sunday. But they should be able to beat everybody below you. Everybody below, that's who you would take uh, with, with a gun to your head. And that's how you make the list. Go down the list. So my list, for instance, I'll give you the top ten. Chiefs. Bucks, Steelers, Packers, Seahawks, Saints, Raiders, Rams, Bills, Cardinals. Okay? You got Vikings, Patriots, Colts right there for the next three. Now, every time I go down, I'm basically separating the teams by about a half a point or one point. So down from seven from Kansas City, I got the Bucks at six and a half. Okay? Then I go a full point down to the Steelers, five and a half. And I'm telling you, before the spreads come out every week, I can take my chart and use my chart to figure out the spreads, and they come pretty close. Some of them are a little bit off, and those are the games I pick. And that's how you use your charts to pick games. So, for instance, I have, as for my gold pick, it's the one that has the biggest discrepancy. I mean, you look at other variables as well. Don't just go on your own little chart. But it helps. It helps a lot. Then you can line it up with some using some artificial intelligence that Weird, Weird Mike told you about last week, these game simulators they use, use all of it. Sports, but don't... Sportsline.com. Sportsline.com is a good, good site. Use IBM Watson, like Larry Fitzgerald tells you to do. But don't forget to use your own mind as well. You watch a lot of football. Here's how you quantify it, rather than just going into the store or going online and being like, here's what I feel, like who's better. Write it down, okay? So, for instance, just give you one example here. I have the Tennessee t Titans and Ravens, okay? I have the Tennessee Titans as the 15th best team in the league, just behind the Colts and Ravens, okay? So I got the Ravens number 13, and I have the Titans number 15. 
They are separated on my chart by half a point. I have the Ravens half a point better than the Titans. Okay, that's generous. That's, but, I'm, but I'm doing that. Half a point better. You add one and a half points for home field, and there you go. There's my spread. It's a two-point spread. So now Vegas has given me four points more than what I think the game should be. That's the biggest discrepancy. When, when the games totally align with the spreads that I'm giving, uh, like this Miami-Denver game, it's exactly what my chart says, minus three, just weirds me out. All right. I agree with Vegas, so I don't know what to do. It's when your thoughts and Vegas' thoughts disagree is where you can really start to see a discrepancy from what you think and from what Vegas thinks. That's where you can cash in. Those should be your biggest games. Anyway, make your own chart. Quantify your mind, okay, rather than just walking into the store with a couple of feelings. Giddy up. Make a chart. Share it with me. At Hughes Talking, I want to see your charts. All right, I'll post my whole one when I write it with some better penmanship because <laughs> this is some fucking chicken scratch. I want to see your chart. I'll type it. Huck's telling me I type it. There's computers now. It's 2020. If I said I want to see your chart, you would have... You I'd show you. you <laughs> I'd show you. Eventually, one day, maybe, uh, maybe people have to pay for this, but we don't do that so shit. So you're salivating at your Raven-Titan discrepancy. That's... that's the four yeah, and that's what I... And the same thing happened with the Pats and Ravens last week, which is why, look... I, I don't have the, the Pats as bad as everyone does, and I don't have the Ravens as well as everybody does. In my mind, that was a three-point spread, not seven. And that's, you know, that's what it came down to. Um, yeah, so anyway, fired up. Ready to wrap it up. Uh, the time's at uh, Riverside. Huckster, Bowie. Survivor, who are you taking? Uh, yo, do not. I'm not forcing me. you. It is, it is 40% Minnesota, 20% Miami. What's remaining? 40%? <laughs> 40 percent unknown. Okay, that's that's the truth, man. Every survivor comes down to like one or two weeks. You know, you got your bell cows that you can rely on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, it's a big survivor week for you. Any nuggets out there in the universe? Send them. I'll uh, entertain everything, and I will share my survivor pick on Sunday morning. Uh, once made. Stay the far away from Atlanta and New Orleans because when you could see either team winning by 21, those are the games that scare me. All right? Just a reminder, everybody, uh, with the new restrictions, be safe, be well. Uh, across everybody, you know, the new COVID deals in the GTA and beyond. Yep. Just remind everybody, be safe, be well. Giddy up. Uh, it's still the Bills division to lose. Bills fans, don't worry. That, that was the bad luck for the season. I think the gods are on our side now. Wyoming far tank, you get some rest. You currently lead the league in passing yards, and I love you for that. All right, anything for Shut the Huck Up? Go Titans. Love the pick, Jeff. Go Titans indeed. You didn't want to use my crotch mic, Huck? <laughs> no, I didn't. Big shout-out to at Team LTD, uh, the current leader on the leaderboard for at Hughes Talking. Hugh Pick standings, uh, all top three winners are going to get a Team LTD prize pack, and a bi the big prize is going to the winner. Currently, it's James Duhamel, Jake Frisney, Mike Mattisbacker, Brian Hiller, uh, and I'm not sure who's fifth, but, oh, Greg McDonnell made a big leap. That boy, Skip. Uh, I'll post all of the results, okay? It's hard to tabulate. I'm not Watson. <laughs> but uh, the standings are pretty much up to date. Thanks for all listening. Remember, if you're downtown Toronto, go to Locals Only. they got outdoor patio, frosty beers, and a big old TV. And check out Bet underscore Openly. It's like the Craigslist, Craigslist Marketplace. Take advantage of other people's bad bets. You can just make a bet and throw it out there. You're not going to a house. We're all the house. 
It's a pretty cool idea. Bet underscore openly. Bunch of beauty guys out in San Francisco. Unfortunately, they're Niners fans, but uh, we can't all be winners. Here we go. See you later.